it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so that you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website, ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money each and every day. Coming up in just a little while in today's Clark Rageous Moment, there are a number of scamsters that are specifically targeting Medicare recipients. I'm going to tell you what you need to know to protect yourself if you're on Medicare or a loved one who receives Medicare benefits. And later, I want to talk about the fight going on over your access to information you want to see on the Internet. There's a lot of back and forth going on that you need to be aware of that I'm going to make sure I can separate fact from fiction. So when you're out and about shopping, when you're at an at a airline site or travel site looking to buy travel, you're thinking about buying, let's say, a boat, no matter what it is, there's always been a business for consumer purchases, impulse purchases, like let's say buying a TV, where you'll be offered in-store financing, where the store, in order to clinch the sale, will say, well, we'll offer you 90 days, same as cash or whatever. And that's been a part of the retail landscape for a long, long time. But Americans are feeling stretched with their existing credit card debt, and they're wheezing a bit. So you're going to see this year, and especially, gosh, it's a long way out to talk about the Christmas shopping season, but full court press during Christmas shopping season to get you to do instant credit at the store you're at, the website you're at, the airline site you're at, cruise ship site, anything involving any kind of impulse purchase. And it's going to be really, really, really easy for you to borrow money. But my father-in-law always says, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And how accurate that is, when you think about in your life, if you're already at a point where you're feeling burdened by credit card debt or you're uh, moving past, because you never want to be past 30% of your available credit, but I'll tell you, you are in the absolute danger zone when you've moved to 50% or above of your available credit and you're you're putting yourself in a position where things could get really ugly really fast for you. So I just want to make it clear. I want to get this embedded in your brain that when you are at any website or any retailer that says, would you like instant credit? We have this available today. The answer is no, no, no. And Robert is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Robert. How are you, Clark? Wonderful. Thank you, Robert. So you are hearing ads all the time for? I'm hearing ads all the time for a check that appears to be from the government. 
and uh, I went online, checked it out, and I just had curiosity to, you know, I, I was curious to find out if this is legitimate. And what do they call this? What do they call it? Yeah. It's called Freedom Checks. Oh, okay. I've been getting so many calls about that. Hey, so you watch the video? I watched the video. Isn't yes. the video a kick? Let me tell you my problem with it right off the bat. You have any idea what I'm going to be teed off about? The fact they want to charge $47? No, the fact that all the guy talks about is you're going to get a check. 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 Everybody's getting a check. And these checks are ginormous. And if you want to know how to get checks, you will subscribe to the newsletter. Okay. And so normally when somebody's telling you they have an opportunity for you to make money, they're going to tell you the risk involved and they're going to tell you what you're investing in, right? That's true, and they're not telling you the risk. They don't tell you they don't tell you the risk, they don't tell you what you're investing in, nothing. And so there's the pitch for you to buy the newsletter and then they throw in other stuff with it. And you know the kind of stuff that I don't like at all? It says only a thousand people can do this, right? Right. Yeah. And one of the odd things about it is that the deadline for you to sign up keeps moving. I've noticed that. Yeah, so this is red flags all the way around. That's what I assumed, because they've also, you know, added, uh, changed the website that you uh, sign up for. Well, and I'm happy to have um, somebody from the people doing this Freedom Check thing, this ad campaign, come on the air and explain why they just don't come straight out and tell people what it is you're doing. But it does not pass the smell test when somebody promises that you're going to have checks raining out of the sky and doesn't fill in any of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, if making money was that easy, we'd all be making huge money, right? But it doesn't work like that in life. It's hard to make money. Yes, it is. So I don't know what the whole deal is. There are a lot of people on the internet that say this is another one of those pitches for what are known as MLPs, which is uh, a master limited partnership. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand MLPs. There are very few people who going into an uh, MLP is a smart financial strategy for for them and it has to be people that are already extremely wealthy to start with and so who knows if that's really what this is about because they're not revealing it right right so again i would say until they come clean and say what they're really doing and what they're really saying is going to make you money i would go on buyer strike and would not even consider at all subscribing to the service and again if you're connected to freedom checks and you want to go on the air and have your say i'm happy for you to do so cal is with us on the clark howard show hello cal 
Uh, hello, Park. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you. I've uh, listened to you every day for podcasts, and uh, I'm really excited that uh, I can talk to you. Well, thank you. It's great to have you here. Yes, guys. So I had an issue with uh, one of the, the peer lending websites that you talked about on your show. So I've talked about uh, Prosper and Lending Club. Which one have you had a problem with? Uh, Prosper. What's going on? So I, I put in a, a large portion of my uh, savings in that, thinking that I could uh, earn a really good rate of interest. And I could um, pretty much, I had the idea that I could just sell those notes back and uh, get out of it. But as I'm learning, it, it doesn't work that way. I have to pretty much wait till they're paid off to uh, take my money out. Yeah, so loans pay off all the time. If you tell them you want out, what they do is instead of continually reinvesting your money, you then have cash proceeds that are available to you, but you are the lender. So if somebody, uh, and you're lending little bits of money to a zillion people, how many borrowers do you have right now on your Prosper dashboard? I think it's probably like hundreds of them. Yeah, it's hundreds, right. And so those loans come due and are paid in full or they default on them or they go delinquent or whatever all the time. So what it takes a while to unwind the lending you've done and you just have to wait for notes to pay out. So if you tell them you don't want to reinvest, then money just continually uh, in dribs and drabs is available to you to pull out. But because you've made a loan, you can't call the loan and say to the borrower, you know, I've changed my mind. I don't want to lend this money to you, so I want you to pay me off right now. So um, that's something that what you've, what you've said to me, though, I should tell you, Cal, you're not the first person who's been confused by that part of being with Lending Club or Prosper. Yes, when I invested in it, I, I thought I read somewhere that there was a, like a secondary market where I could sell it. But then when I did some more research, it looks like that's no longer an option. That wouldn't be a good option anyway, because somebody that would take over your notes, is they're going to burn you pretty bad with what they would pay you on those notes. How, okay. how has your return been? Like, what is, have they, you've got that thing where you can see what kind of return on your money you're getting? Yes, I'm getting uh, about 8 9%. 8 or 9%? What are you doing that I'm not doing? I'm, I'm actually putting it like all, in all of them. So I have uh, A, B, C, D. I have in all of them. All credit risks. Now, yeah, see, risk. you are a lot more brave than I am yeah. because in my lending club and Prosper, I have not been willing to take on the highest risk borrowers or higher risk borrowers. I've stuck to people who fit a um, uh, e- either a moderately low risk or low risk borrowing profile. Yes, I actually was willing to take the risk to get the higher ret- return, and I'm getting the return. I'm happy with everything else. That's uh, that's fantastic yeah. that you're getting eight to nine percent on your money, and I'm really yes. sorry about the money you need not being available right now. Yes, that's the only... I mean, I don't really need it right now, but I thought I could just take it out. But then I, I think I have to wait, I think maybe like a couple of years because I turned the auto invest off, but it's, it's coming in very slowly. Yeah, but it but it's steady. 
the money, you yeah, know, the exactly. loans will come due with hundreds of loans. There will always be loans that people have either paid off early or loans that they paid off as agreed, and that money will be available to you. And And I'm glad you mentioned this to me because, again, as I said, you're not the first person, and I guess I don't say that clear enough that once you get in, you're in for a while before you can get all your money back out because you got to wait for the loans to mature. Yes. But it, but if you did not need the money, if you didn't want the money right now, how do you feel about it as a way for you to earn money on your money? I think it's great right now because of the interest rates are so low, but I don't know when they go up. It may not be that good of an option, but right now it is a very good option. Well, interestingly enough, as interest rates generally go up in the economy, which we're going to have a steady increase in interest rates, barring something unexpected in the world, the rates that Prosper and Lending Club will charge will go up as well because their thing is they will maintain their relative advantage to other places that people could borrow money, but it'll still be at higher rates than it is right now. And so... I'm still just so shocked that you're earning 8 to 9%. You know, something I wanted to mention in connection with that, I've been talking a lot about how interest rates are rising and the rates on simple savings accounts are getting closer and closer to 2%. And, you know, for a long time, you could only earn about 1% on simple savings. And now we're going to hit 2% probably in the next six weeks, somebody will be paying 2% or more on simple savings accounts, online accounts. And in the midst of that, if you have money that's parked with any of the giant monster mega banks, you're still earning basically 0% on your money in them. Get your idle cash out of the giant monster mega banks and get it in to one of the online banks. Low lives are taking advantage of Medicare recipients, and I want to tell you how to warn your relatives or if you yourself are a Medicare recipient that you know how the ripoff works. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. I told you last month that Medicare is getting rid of social security numbers on your medicare card it's way overdue but it's going to start phasing in in april and depending on where you live in the country it will take an entire year to change out everybody's medicare card and assign you a random medical records number and your social security number excised from your card well With this changeover happening, criminals impersonating employees of the Social Security Administration are calling people saying that they are preparing your new Medicare card. And then they'll tell you they need your fee in order to send you your new card. Now, it's not the fee they're after. They're after your credit card number, debit card number, or checking account number that they're trying to get to. And you need to know that, as Social Security wants you to know, 
they are not calling you to tell you that you are going to have to update your card and that you are going to have to pay a fee for the card. It is just a ruse to con you and then run off with that credit or debit card number and spend money like crazy. Make sure everybody you know who is a Medicare recipient is aware of this scam and does not get taken. Glad you've joined us here on the Clark Howard Show where you learn ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website and you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. I have been fierce about a move by an obscure federal agency called the FCC that has voted to end what's known as net neutrality and the new rules are going to affect in just a few weeks that will allow whoever you get your internet service from at your home or business or allow the cell phone carrier you use to decide what content you are allowed to see and block content they don't like or provide people that will pay them money priority over a website that won't pay them money. I think it violates free speech. I think it is an absolutely atrocious thing. I have talked about it at prior times. And I got to tell you, I am not alone. The state legislature in the state of Washington voted in its state house 93 to 5 and in its state senate 35 to 14 and the governor of Washington has said that he can't wait to sign this into law that will outlaw any company doing business in the state of Washington from treating traffic as they wish and blocking websites they don't want you to see. I mean, imagine with the stuff that I've said over the years, the temptation that might be there for an internet service provider to slow down or degrade your experience seeing my website or to only show websites well that you would go to that pay them whatever ransom you're told you have to pay. Other websites, you might see this spinning circle of death waiting for them to load. It is wrong for the cell phone companies. It is wrong for the people that provide internet to your home or business to be able to decide what you can see on the internet and how easily it is for you to see it. It is wrong, wrong, wrong. Now, to this point, nobody is doing anything that I fear the worst, which is blocking websites that, that they don't like at one of the monopoly cable companies or monopoly phone companies. But AT&T Wireless is now offering what's called sponsor data, which means that a lot of people still on AT&T aren't on unlimited data plans. So unless a website pays AT&T a ransom 
the stuff that somebody looks at on their AT&T phone counts against the data cap that they have. But if they'll pay the ransom to AT&T, it's zeroed out and doesn't count against data cap. Now, by the way, any company that AT&T owns doesn't count automatically against the data cap. That is wrong, wrong, wrong. As an example, DirecTV Now that AT&T owns doesn't count against the data cap. But if you decide you'd rather be with YouTube.tv or you'd rather watch Netflix or you'd rather um, watch Hulu or whatever you want to watch, that counts against your data affecting the marketplace and what people might choose to watch on their phone, interfering with your choice and your rights to see the content you want to see. Now, Washington State is not alone. In 26 of the 50 states, bills have either been introduced or states have already taken action against allowing the cell phone carriers and the monopoly phone companies and cable companies to be able to decide what you get to see and how quickly you get to see it, how well you get to see it. And I hope that this happens in all 50 states, which is a clear repudiation of any attempt to infringe on your and my freedom of speech. Now, there are people in the industry who feel very strongly that my level of distrust of them is out of line that the practices that I fear aren't going to happen. So my question is, if it's not going to happen, why were the companies so excited to end net neutrality that would prevent any of these terrible, terrible things from happening? And here we have AT&T already doing one of the rotten, terrible things. Henry's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Henry. Good afternoon, Mr. Howard. How are you today? Great, thank you. Please call me Clark, though. <laughs> okay, Clark. Yeah, all right. I'm here in Maryland. It's such a beautiful day, and we'll get to the point, but it just so happened, you mentioned in one of your uh, podcasts the other day about the people, campus in the neighborhood. Well, well first I should tell you, Henry, I lived in Maryland for five years. Get out of here. Oh, I man. sure did. Uh-huh. And uh, well, beautiful state. Didn't yeah. like the cold in the winter. Yeah. Well, I'm originally from Georgia. My parents are from Wilkes County, Washington, Georgia. So we go back. My wife and I have been married for 35 years, so we've been going back and forth home for 35 years for the family reunion. But I don't like you guys' traffic down there now. It's too much. It's All right. Much. <laughs> <laughs> so, Henry, you have a friend who's trying to pitch you something. Is that right? Yes, and it's these uh, travel business, and I'm not going to mention the names, and I haven't sit down and talked to them yet, but it's about traveling, and you come in at different levels, and you have to pay a monthly fee for a website. So I said, well, let me ask Mr. Clark if he has heard about the uh, travel business, and if they're legitimate or not, or what is it? I can't stand the travel club business. Because the thing is, with most of the travel clubs that are floating around now, they're multi-level marketing organizations, Mm -hmm. and the money is not really made 
from somebody selling travel to other people. Right. It's made generally from you recruiting other people into the organization. That's what I thought. Uh Uh-huh. And so it's normal with these that you pay from a couple of hundred dollars to 500 or so dollars to join one, and mm-hmm. then you pay monthly fees that are usually uh, somewhere 25 to to $100, somewhere in there. Yes, sir. Right, right. Uh-huh. And so the money is made by the person who sells you that membership, mm-hmm. not by that person selling you a trip somewhere. So, you know, whenever whenever anybody is pitching a multi-level marketing organization, the yeah. dividing line for me is if the money you make is from the sale of the product or service, that's okay. But if the money is made from recruiting people into the organization, that's when it's not okay. Right. And with right. the travel clubs, most often... They'll promise you that if you pay these memberships, that you're going to get these fantastic deals on travel. Right. But what's a fantastic deal on travel anyway? How in the world do you decide if you're getting a real deal or not? Mm -hmm. And there are so many ways to get bargains now that paying a membership fee to some kind of travel club, to me, is not going to get you anywhere. But I bet you if you talk to your friend mm-hmm. and you said, so how do you actually make money? How do you make right. money in this? Right. If your friend's straight up with you, he or she will tell you that the real money is made from selling the memberships. Uh-huh. See, I, I, I was just very skeptical of that because I know everything that I have accumulated, I had to work hard for it. And it just does not seem right to me and, and and it sounds like it was a more you had to get somebody else to join than someone else to join i'm like well, that's it well, that's how, it how am i making money from the trips right 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 you got the whole drill and that's why i put the kibosh on joining any of these travel club programs doug is with us on the clark howard show hello doug hey clark how are you great thank you doug you got a question for me about life insurance. I do. I'm um, 62, and my wife is 55, and our life insurance policies expire in June. And when I looked at um, renewing, the premiums were so much more higher since we're 15 years older. I was wondering if um, it would be worth it more to put that money into an IRA or to purchase more life insurance. That is a great question. So are both of you still working? Yes, we are. And if one of you were to pass away, would the other really suffer? I know your heart would suffer, but would you really suffer financially by not having the other's income? Probably not. Okay. So you just took away the incentive to buy a new life insurance policy. Okay. Because the, the reason you'd really want the life insurance going forward is replacement of income. And if replacing income, if one or the other of you was not with us anymore, if that's not a priority to be able to, for the remain remaining person to be okay financially, okay. then you don't have a need for that insurance unless there's something else going on in your life you might need insurance for. 
Okay, I understand that. All right, so here's something else at your ages of 62 and 55. How are you two thinking you're going to take care of needing uh, special medical attention decades from now for long-term care or assisted living or care in the home? I guess Social Security and, uh, and my 401K that I've got. So um, unless you've saved a huge amount of money, it's not going to be enough for that. And Social Security, Medicare doesn't pay for that kind of care except for a short window. One thing I'd like the two of you to look at, and you're definitely at the age, your wife is almost there, is to look at a possible long-term care insurance policy instead of looking at more life insurance. Okay. And long-term care is kind of messy to buy because it's confusing to buy it. But generally, you buy a daily benefit, and you buy it for a number of years, usually for a three- or five-year period. Because there's there's more of a chance than you might realize for one or the other of you, not necessarily both of you, one or the other of you, to need at some point at a much older age with help with what they refer to as uh, life's daily activities. Okay. And so that's just a thought I have for you, something I would like you to consider. Absolutely, I'll do that. Because the window really to look at that is late 50s to early 60s. But as far as this uh, 15-year insurance policy you have, without a need for the income, one for the other, just let it expire when it's done. Okay, great. Well, thanks for the advice. Thank you, and I hope you have a great day. You too, thanks. Bye. And Brenda is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Brenda, you have a question I wish more people would ask me about annual fee credit cards. Yes. Hi, Clark. Um, So I have a credit card that does have an annual fee, and I originally got it um, just to rack up points to travel, but I'm realizing that mm, I'm not really using it the way I need to, and I'm not getting much benefit from it. And So is um, this one of the cards tied into a specific airline? Yes. All right. So do you fly that airline at least once a month? No. Do you charge a volume on a card of if not flying the airline at least once a month? Do you have a, a charge volume of $5,000 a month or more? No. Dump the card. Okay. It's over between you and that card. Okay. I was concerned because I didn't didn't want my credit score to be affected. All right. So you do what I call leapfrog. Go apply for another card, um, whatever card you want that's got nice cash back rewards or whatever, and get it before you don't renew this card. Okay. There are a lot of Uh, great cash back reward cards out there. There's a website called creditcardtuneup.com okay and you can see a list of all the various cards based on your charge pattern and it'll tell you what card to replace this one with that would be the best one for you to have great i will do that all right thank you i'm sorry those airline cards for most people are a giant waste of money this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance 
Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. Producer Joel asks it for you. Joel, what you got? Clark David wants to know, he says, I'm looking to open up a Roth IRA. I have about $500 to start and I can input about $50 a month. Who or where can I open an account with only a small amount of money? So opening a Roth with $1,000 is really easy with any of the low-cost companies. But when you go below 1000 It gets more difficult, but I've got two great choices for you. One of them is Betterment.com, B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T.com, and they offer an extremely low-cost Roth IRA account with no minimum balance required to open it. Their arch-rival Wealthfront, W-E-A-T-H-F-R-O-N-T, Wealthfront.com, requires a $500 minimum, exactly what you have. They both work similarly. Look at both of them and see if one of these two would really suit your needs. All right, and Kathy says, where can I order paper checks for reasonable prices? Paper checks? Does anybody still use those? (laughs) So if you're still in a need for paper checks, I think I write like, for a year, maybe. Uh, You can buy them really cheaply right out of a Sunday newspaper. Or you can look for checks for sale on a search like uh, Google or whatever search engine you use. But in the Sunday newspapers, there will be those shiny inserts. And one of the things, you know, they'll have discounts on ice cream or discount on shampoo or whatever. And one of the things you'll see in those things or discounts on ordering checks. And you can order checks typically for one-fifth to one-tenth the cost of what a bank will charge you to order checks. They're completely legit, perfect checks, and they're a real deal, typically less than $10, sometimes as little as $5 to order a box of checks. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other is from those reviews. 